It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Happy Monday and welcome into the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you here. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We're here to kick off your sports week with a little review preview as we normally do. We'll have a lot to get to on the rundown today. Football, baseball, basketball, all of the above. We'll have plenty of time for open phones as well. I'm just now watching this video from over the weekend. What in the world was going on with Austin P in North Florida? I don't know. I hadn't seen it. Well, apparently there was a it was the last game for Austin P in their arena, and there was a little fisticuff that broke out. I just heard about it right before we came on the air, so I went and figured out to go find the video. Um, but basically, at the end of the game, um, it was. The Austin, one of the Austin P players went for a little Showtime dunk, and the North Florida guys didn't like it too much. So, wow, little little, little skirmish, little skirmish broke out there between the uh, North Florida oh, and the governor. He took him out too. Yeah, it was a hard foul. Um, but anyway, I, I just I just saw that. If you haven't seen it, you can go find the video on the uh, on the Twitters for sure. It's a fun weekend of sports. You know, it was our first. You know, outside of the NFL slash college football playing season. Um, you know, we had a lot to get us through. I, I guess we could start with the Daytona 500. And I hate to say this. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse won it. And, uh, but the restrictor plate racing, it's just, I don't know what you can do to, to quote unquote, make it better or fix it. But it's just, I mean, it's the Daytona 500. So you have all the pageantry that comes with it. All the stars were there. The place was packed and that's awesome. But after about the first 10 laps, it's just – it's traffic. Yeah, it, it's rough. It's it's like driving through uh, Atlanta on rush hour traffic. It's it, – Russ, it's a mess. I mean, the last – the last – I turned it on with 30 laps left, right? I'm watching golf all day, and I didn't watch the whole race like I usually do. But, but we were driving, and we got home about 3.30 – and I turn on golf, and I'm watching golf, and I was like, "Oh wait, the Daytona 500's on. Let's see, you know, how much time's left." And there's 30 laps left, and it's okay for like 15 laps, and then the last 15 laps are just a disaster. And then it goes into overtime, and guys are bumping and wrecking, and and you know they can't finish the race, and then they got to do it again. They can't finish the race. It's I mean, it's an absolute mess. It's, it's almost unwatchable there at, at the end. And, you know, I they got to decide who won the race because of who was out front when the racks, wreck started. I I don't know. That doesn't feel like racing to me. If somebody's got a – it's pretty easy to tell who crosses the line first, yeah. right? Now, if it's close, it's close, and they got to yeah. review it. But to who was out front when the wreck started – how do you know when the wreck? I mean, you're going to know exactly when the wreck started, the moment when yeah. it started? Well, they have to go to video. Right. I mean, they, they, they've got cameras all over the track, and that's all you can do. I mean, it's a safety thing. You don't sure. want to have guys going 190 miles an hour while guys are stopped on the infield. You know, that's begging for trouble. But, and I guess, uh, you know, in a race like Daytona, because everybody wants to win it so badly, I mean, you can't. If you kept going green, white, checkered, you'd be there. You might be there all night, right? Trying to finish it. So it is what it is. But it's just you know, it's I, this conversation has been had for a long time. I mean, I, there's no real answer to to what you do here. I mean, I just 
it is what it is. I mean, you can't have guys going around the track at 215 miles an hour. It's just not safe. And so you got to put the governors on them. And, yeah. And that just bunches everybody up. And it up. just blocks everybody up in, in a in a you know group of cars. And it's – I don't know how to fix it. I, and I don't – maybe they don't want it fixed. Maybe they don't think it needs to be fixed. Um, but it's a it's it's a hard watch at the end. There's no doubt about that. Well, you know, and I was I had it on and uh, for the entire thing and was doing other things, and it's like I, and I was playing that game like, okay, when when do I put this down and put a hundred percent focus? Is it with ten laps to go? Is it with five laps to go? <laughs> and then you know you you sit there and really you could have just waited till the end because the overtimes uh, take so long. But uh, again, Ricky Stenhouse got the win. Uh, in the Chevrolet, so uh, he led 10 laps in the race. Chris Buescher led the most with 32. Uh, Lagana, uh, Joey Logano finished second. Uh, Travis Pastrana finished 11th, uh, so that was pretty cool. To He was um, near the back early in the race, but uh, led his first lap as they were coming in for their first pit stops in the uh, during the first uh, section or the first stage, if you will. And then uh, Jimmy Johnson, it was cool to see him back out on the track. He finished uh, 31st, he was able to complete 203 of the laps in the race. 212 laps total. That's a Daytona 500 record. So um, there you go. The NASCAR season is uh, off and running. That's a record we hope doesn't get broken. <laughs> right? Right. Because you don't want that to happen again. No. I. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, we'll see. We'll see if there, there's a way to, to tweak it or, or change it or, or whatever the case you know who, may be. You know who will have that answer? Jordan Bianchi. Bianchi, yeah. Tomorrow, we'll, right, tomorrow at 1230. We'll have him on tomorrow. So they're headed out to California uh, for the Auto Club Speedway 400, and this is the final the uh, configuration of this track in California. They're going to change it up. I don't know if they're going to do it like Atlanta did it, but uh, it's just you know a big, open, like two-mile track right now, and uh, so you should get some pretty good racing. But they're going to make it a short track, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't yep. wait. So, but this will be the final in its configuration, and that's uh, Sunday at I don't know what time that race is on Sunday. It's out what three thirty at yeah three thirty on Sunday. Um, I didn't watch. Did you watch any of the NBA All Star game? I tried. <laughs> I tried. I, I tried. I, I it was on, and Matt was watching it, and I tried to care, and I tried to pay attention, and about. Halfway through the first quarter, when I saw guys just jogging, not even running down the court, just jogging or walking, and just kind of standing around, it's almost like you go do a dunk, and we'll, the other nine of us will stand around and watch and see how good it looks. I I was done. Did they at least hold up cards no, to judge it? No, there oh. was no no. They didn't give them a. I, a, a I, I turned on the Bill Russell documentary on. Uh, Netflix and said, I want to watch somebody play defense. <laughs> so I, I, and look, I love the NBA. I'm as big a fan of the NBA as there is. It was unwatchable. Absolutely unwatchable. Yeah. Well, I, by the time after the Daytona race, I was kind of sports out, I guess you could say from the weekend. So I skipped it. Um, Whew, you and, didn't miss much. Even Matt was like, when it was over, he's like, Whew, I'm glad that's over. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and he he loves the NBA. Yeah. It was a it was hard, man. It was hard to watch. But now it was a weird Sunday in sports yesterday. 
I mean, with the Daytona 500 finish and then the All-Star game being like it is, it was, I mean, at least the, thank God the golf was awesome. And I know a lot of people probably didn't watch, but I did. Well, did I, you, would you watch the All-Star Saturday night? I did. So I thought that was good. Yeah. Well, I thought the, 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 was it the skills challenge? Mm-hmm. I thought was weird. Yeah. It, it, it feels contrived now. It used to be fun. It used to be one guy going against the other guys. And then I thought the three-point shooting contest was fine. I thought the dunk contest was probably the best it's been in a couple of years. At least uh, the top two guys were really good. So, yeah, I thought Saturday was okay. Um, you know, we watched a little bit of the Friday stuff, too. The, the celebrity game. Uh, that was funny. Ben kept going, that is Albert Pujols? <laughs> <laughs> He well, said it looks like he's 70. Well, that, um, but no, it, I thought Friday and Saturday were okay. Sunday was not good at all. Yeah. Well, the Mac McClung the hype, I mean, yep. he lived up to it. And you just, you hope that he comes back next year to defend his title, so to speak. And maybe that can get a little bit of juice going in the dunk contest. Well, here's my question about Sunday When does, when's the flag football game start? Because <laughs> they fixed the Pro Bowl with the flag football game. Can they fix the NBA game with the flag football game? It was awful. Yeah, I, I didn't. Awful. I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I don't. How do you convince these guys to take it seriously? Well, here's my I, thing. I mean, I, I, and, and should they? Because you don't want anybody to get hurt in well, an All Star game. But here's the thing. Well, if you if you try hard on defense, you're going to get hurt. Well, you know you could get hurt on a dunk too. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I'm just saying as far as being physical. Right, and, no, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't expect them to play like it's game seven of the NBA Finals, but he'll play like it's a preseason game. At least play as hard as you play in a preseason game. And they don't even do that. I, oh, it's bad. Yeah. it. I. They got to do something to, to draw people back in because I don't think people are watching it. I mean, there's no what is there to watch? I mean, I've seen the dunk contest, I've seen the three point, right. I've seen the skills. Like, I, I, I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing else to watch. Yeah. Um, the game itself. It's just not entertaining. And you know, I mean, look back in my day, guy. Okay, here we go. But even back in your day, we could just go pull up any All Star game before 1995 on YouTube and watch them play. And watch they played the, a game. They played basketball. Yeah. You don't have to play like it's. You know, you're not going to take anybody out. But if somebody goes up for a dunk, at least jump up. Don't just step back out of the way. Yeah. And I, but I think that's the way the league the league has really gotten soft. Yeah, it has. I mean, that's, that's there's no two ways about it. We'll take a break. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. We'll open up the phone lines anywhere you want to go in the world of sports. We are wide open. Spring training is in full swing, so we got that to look forward to. Um, and the, of course, the NFL free agency right around the corner. And the draft not too far behind. We'll take a break. Back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. Eleven fifteen. Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. One more quick thing on the NBA. Talking about um, Adam Silver was ta- asked about load management and players missing games and things of that nature. Nothing's going to change, and and I'll tell you why. Because he cited a couple of things um, that tell the NBA there's no need to act on it. Number one, uh, season ticket sales and renewals are the highest they've ever been, and the TV ratings are holding. So I guess it just doesn't turn most people off. I guess that's just a minority of us that have left. Yeah, I 
I wonder, is it a generational thing? It must be. I, I mean, I, you know, I – I mean, when I grew up as a kid watching the NBA players play, and, and, and now as an adult, when I try to watch the NBA players don't play. Well, you don't know who's going to play, right? I don't know how you buy a ticket. Unless you have season tickets and you just say, yeah. screw it, we're rolling the dice. I, I You know, we're going to see them more often than not. I would not go buy a ticket for a Hawks game if I want, like, if I want to see the Bulls come in town, I'm a Bulls fan. If I want to, they come in town three times a year, twice a year. I wouldn't go buy a ticket until I found out who's playing. And you know, a lot of that stuff happens at the very last moment, and they'll say, "Oh, somebody's out." I, the thing about it is that that bugs me is beyond that. I, you just don't see the competitive juices flowing. I, I you know, I don't. They've they've kind of legislated defense out of the game. I get it. You don't want guys tackling each other. You don't want you want freedom of movement. You want the offense to be able to to do things, but you can't. I mean, you can't play defense. Yeah. So, you know, and it. it the guy, it just feels like guys in in a lot of sports are trying to get, and maybe look, maybe we'd do it if we were there too. Is get money, get paid for doing the least amount possible. Yeah, you know the whole thing, and you know we were talking about golf a minute ago, and I know the live golf stuff is going on. My whole thing with live golf is it seems like they don't want to play. You know all the all the guys that talk about going over there is like, well, I get, I'm getting paid a lot more. To not having to play as much. Right. Okay, well, do you want to compete or do you not want to compete? If you don't want to compete, that's fine. But I, as a consumer, I want to watch guys compete. And, you know, then there's the talk of, oh, well, the season's too long. Season has been this long, since, and it, as long as I know that the NBA's been around, the season's been this long, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's cut 20 games out of the season. Okay, well, if you cut 20 games out of the season down to 62, what's going to happen? You're going to have guys play 45 games. You think so? Yes. I I do. I absolutely do. These guys that 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 don't want to play now at 82, when they're 62, they'll find a way not to play 10 or 15 games. Cuz I mean that is one thing about the NBA, the season is too long. Cuz I you remember when they had that shortened season that was like 50 games? 60 feels about right. But I But mean, it's always been 82. Yeah, right, but it's but it's always I mean, now is when it really people start to pay attention. Like the NBA regular season is just kind of a wasteland. There's really not even any. Well, apparently not. I mean, if, if well, that many people are watching, that's, that's and, yeah. There's that. But, but like, is baseball too long? The season? No, no, because that's because that's base that that's how baseball is. Well, that's how basketball is for the NBA. The NBA's uh, always been this long. Yeah, but it's but people have always said they play too many games, and now they've. I've never up, heard that until now, the last ten years. I never heard. In the 80s and 90s, people say the NBA season's too long. Oh, yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just it – just, it, basketball – I mean, like, like the college basketball season is like 30 games. I mean, that's – I don't know. But but I think if you cut it to 60-something games, then hopefully the players would. I don't – I, I think, mean, they're not going to cut games. I Let's think, just right. start there. No, they're not going to do it. Because but. here's what happens. You lose money. Yeah. The, and a lot of the teams own the arena. Those arenas need – events to make money the players would not make as much money they can't make as much money if there's not as much content to play in games 
So they're not going to cut the season. But I guarantee you, this era of player, not all of them, because there's some guys that play every game now. But Kyrie and those kind of guys and Kawhi Leonard, those guys that need load management, they are going to need load management if they're 62 games. Yeah. And well, that, I mean, that's, and that's the problem. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. Just hope the Hawks win at some point. <laughs> Make me and a- I love it. I mean, <laughs> I love the NBA, but my God. I haven't watched a single second of NBA basketball outside of a Hawks game this year. I just want guys to compete. There's no, I mean, right? there's no reason to. There's, it's not interesting. Like you say, it's just not competitive basketball anymore. Well, it's, it's, it's. It's a lot of the analytics, kind of like baseball. The analytics kind of ruined baseball, and they're trying to fix it. The analytics have kind of ruined the NBA. Yep. Everybody's got to play with pace. Everybody's got to be a 3 and D. Well, 3. <laughs> Nobody plays any D. <laughs> 3 and maybe D. I love when they call somebody a 3 and D. Are you kidding me? I don't think people know what defense is anymore in yeah. the NBA. Well, let's talk. Let's change the subject here because your, your your boy Tiger was one under this weekend. Okay. Um. Does he look like he'll be ready to compete in the Masters? I don't know what compete means. Make the cut, yes. Make the cut. Compete, no. Okay. Ah, no, I, I mean, he's he's like the end of Thursday, he birdied the last three holes, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, Tiger's back, Tiger's back. The end of Friday, he bur- bogeyed three of the last four, and he looked like he could barely walk and get around the course. Now, Saturday, he played well, and Sunday, he played he played okay. Saturday, he played really well. Sunday, he played okay. I think that he can make the cut. I think that he can be in the top 10. But as far as winning, no. No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think. Now, look, I mean, I didn't think he was going to win 2019 either. And nah. that came out of nowhere, right? Is there a chance they could just give him a golf cart because he's Tiger Woods? And, when, no. and everybody says, well, why does he get a golf cart? Because he's Tiger Woods. Right. You're no. not. <laughs> no, he's not getting a golf cart. Um, he said yesterday, after the round, they asked him, when do you plan to be back? And he said, look, right now my goal is to play all four majors. So you probably – he's and he, you know, and look, if you only play in the four majors, you're going to be rusty. Mm-hmm. So can you really expect him to, quote, unquote, compete? I don't think so. But I don't know how you can doubt him after what he did in 2019 because nobody would have seen that coming. Mm-hmm. So I, I think as long as he's there, there's a slight chance. Yeah. Because it's him. Because it's Tiger Woods. Right. I mean, he's still a draw after all these years. Oh, my gosh. I no mean, doubt. when I when I heard he had the three birdies in a row on Thursday, it was like a perk up. Like, oh. Oh, sure. Well, I, I guarantee you when you weekend. see the ratings this weekend, they'll be higher than any of the other events because he's there. That's amazing. And still to this day, well, Russ, I he mean, moves the needle like the, that. The Netflix is doing this swing, uh, full swing documentary. And every one of those guys, the younger guys, the JT, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, uh, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, all the younger guys who were interviewed said – uh, Rory, I forgot it. My God, I can't forget about Rory. Every one of them said, I started watching golf because of Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that we've seen a player, singular player, have the impact on his sport as far as interest in the sport 
in my lifetime than him. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't think, I mean, Michael, sure, but there was also Magic and Larry. Right. You know, Tiger is Tiger. There, there's I mean, only one. Phil, nobody, I mean, I know people always wanted to make Phil Mickelson his rival. It ain't close. No, no. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is a number. Let's get to a phone call. Ken is incoming. What's up, man? Hey guys, hope y'all had a good weekend. Yes, sir. Ed, what's up, man? Funny you guys talk about the, the All Star Game. I uh, was just flipping around last night. Of course, I didn't even even realize or remember that it was on. And I think it was like one forty to one thirty. And I said, that sounds about right. <laughs> just kept on going. Was that the second quarter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but no, I uh, I was telling Chris I read an interesting article. And I know it's our favorite topic these days with college football, but there was an interesting article I read uh, from ESPN about the state of Florida. Did you guys see this, where they've changed their NIL rules? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'd love to get you guys' feedback on it because you know a hell of a lot more about it than I do, but it sounds to me like they basically are giving the middle finger to the NCAA saying, we're going to do what we want to do. Am, am I wrong on that? or? Do you guys see a different uh, a different definition of it? Yeah. Hey, hey, Ken, appreciate the phone call. I'll tell you what, we'll take a break, come back and talk about that. That was a law that was passed last week um, where, where, I mean, nothing like NIL to get Florida and Florida State on the same page, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back, answer Ken's question, that and more as we continue on the Midday Sports Zone right after this. 11.30, Russ and Daniel back with you on the Midday Sports Zone. Phone lines are open at 478 478- 646 ESPN. Let's get back to the phones now. Wallace is in Brunswick. Hey, Wallace, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Love the show. But I have to call you on the hyperbole about Tiger. Love Tiger. He's awesome, and he did everything you said he did. But without Arnold Palmer, there's no PGA Tour. He invented it. Okay, well, I, I, well that was Wallace, we I'm born. 43 Wallace. years old. I don't remember watching Arnold Palmer play. I'm sorry. We man. said in our lifetime, Wallace. But now I did I did learn how to play golf on a set of Arnold Palmer uh, irons. So, I mean, I'm fully aware of who Arnold Palmer is. It's just that that was a little before my time. Okay, I, I forgot how old I am. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But love the show, and I'm listening every day. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, I appreciate buddy. it. Appreciate it. I mean, I've seen Arnold Palmer play golf. But it was at the very end of his career. So, <laughs> no, he did. He did no, do a lot for he, the sport. There's no question about it. Jack Nicholas, Armand Palmer. I mean, you can go back to Sam Snead, Bobby Jones. I mean, well, you know, it, the the role that Tiger and and Rory kind of have now is kind of the leaders of the PGA Tour, and they're kind of trying to save the PGA Tour from the clown golf show. Um, <laughs> that's what Jack and Arnie did. Jack and Arnie created the PGA Tour. Yeah. I mean, broke off from the PGA of America and created the PGA Tour. So, he, I mean, Wallace is right. I mean, Arnie, obviously, it, but we're talking about in our lifetime. I'm 52. I've never seen an athlete in my lifetime have a bigger well, he, impact on interest in the sport. Though he trans, Tiger Woods transcended golf. Like, you know, you know right. like we talk about with the, with the Super Bowl, how you have 30 million people watch the conference championship games, and then you have 100 million people watch the Super Bowl. Well, where did these 70 million people that aren't watching football, where did they come from? And Tiger brought people in that didn't watch golf. Right. And and made the sport bigger. And there's a lot more people that play and watch golf now because of him than, like, because I remember, gosh, what was his first year? Was it 96? Tigers? 95, 96, somewhere in there? As a PGA Tour player? Yeah. Uh, yeah, ninety five. So anyway, he, he yeah he definitely he he changed the sport. All right, back to Ken's question. Ninety five. Yeah. About the uh, NIL stuff that Florida passed last year. 
Um, I, a lot of people were talking about it. I know it made some, some headlines around the country. The, but my takeaway was, was is Florida tried to get out in front of this and kind of tied their hands a little bit with their NIL laws. So they had to, they wanted to change them to be more competitive and to be more like other states. I don't think it was a I don't think it was a quote middle finger to the NCAA any any more than any of the other ones are. I think they were trying to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So um because they were behind. They tried to get out and say kids can't make money off their name image likeness and it felt like they were trying to reverse course a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Um, so just to, to make them, um, I mean, it just, it seemed odd at the time when you're, you're moving towards name, image, and likeness and the state's reaction was to make it harder for p- kids to make money off of that. It always just seemed bass backwards compared to what everybody else was doing. Yep. Cause no it's doubt. like, I, <laughs> first of all, I don't know why you would put restrictions on people making money. I, right. I mean, <laughs> but then again, but then. When you see Alabama and Georgia, be like, all right, let's make sure we can get the, the athletes to come play at our schools and win football games. And Florida, of all places, was like, no, nah, let's just, let's make it more difficult. Let's make it harder. So they, quote, unquote, I think they saw the it. errors in their ways. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So did you watch any of the uh, XFL this I, weekend? I didn't. Um, I was, again, we were, we were at the Clemson baseball game saturday afternoon so from two to five i was watching that and then saturday night we were watching the nba stuff uh, and then sunday yesterday i'm watching golf nascar and nba all-star stuff so i, I didn't really get uh to watch the the xfl a lot so did, were they did you watch it i watched the renegades and the vipers i watched the three o'clock game on saturday was it where did they play the game in uh the texas rangers old Baseball stadium. So the Vipers are in Arlington. No, the Vipers are in Vegas. The Renegades are the in Arlington. The Renegades Arlington. are in yeah. Arlington. I'm sorry. Um, so was there a quality crowd? Was there? No, there were probably five or 6,000 people there. Okay. Maybe maybe pushing 10 at the most. Okay. But it was. But I didn't expect more than that. Oh, you know? no, yeah. But it's cool because, you know, The Rock is the owner now, and he talked about how, I mean, he, look, he, Dwayne Johnson played football at University of Miami and obviously wanted to be an NFL player. And just didn't get the opportunity. And he was talking about that's, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to give these guys opportunities to keep playing. And I think as long as the league has the right focus, it can be successful. And the focus is giving guys that second, third opportunity to get into the National Football League. Well, I saw that A.J. McCarron was the starting quarterback for one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vic Beasley was playing for the Vipers. Vic Beasley's playing. And, and look, I don't, look, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it may, I saw somebody tweeted, we now have professional football on 46 of the 52 Sundays of the year yeah uh, okay I've signed me up I'm not, <laughs> I, but I also you know if until college basketball season's over for me anyway Saturdays are going to be about college basketball Sundays are about golf so I, I've got to find a way to squeeze some of it in and I got to see what it is too I there's a lot of unknowns for me right now yeah. like is the XFL better than USFL? What are the ta- what's the talent? I, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think it's about the same. But I just and, and the other thing, they do so many things. I wish the NFL would adapt, like their kickoff rules. Uh, when the, during the reviews, you can hear the referee talking to the replay official, and and you hear that conversation and hear what they're looking for. It's incredibly transparent. And just I, I think there's some broadcast. What's the things. kickoff rule? Well, well, you have everybody standing about 10 yards apart in the middle They're of the field. They're doing that. Yeah. Because that was the AAF role, right? Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they adopted that, which I love that. I, 
I think that makes like if you said Daniel, what run one rule would you change right now in the NFL? You got to find the way to get the kickoff to be relevant again, mm-hmm. and that could do it. Yeah, and it's and it's and by lining the players ten yards apart from each other, it's safer. And then the kicker still kicks it from wherever, right? And then you know, I you wonder would that limit long returns? I don't know, but right now there barely are any returns. There, yeah, there's barely barely any returns at all. So uh, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not. You know what you're watching. Yeah. You know you're not watching NFL players. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, when when baseball season gets rolling, I I don't see myself watching the XFL instead of a Braves game or anything like that. Right. I'll watch the NASCAR race on Sunday afternoon until baseball season gets here. You know, when we get to the conference tournaments and college basketball, that's gonna. You know, it's just it's just something that's out there and it's an option. Right. And here's the thing: like you could go to a, like I went to a college game Saturday. I'm not going to that game going, oh, there aren't any pro guys out here. This isn't any good. <laughs> right? Right. You know that you're watching a level below, and that's okay. Yeah, it's football. It's a football right. game. Right. And if you enjoy football, you can you – can, you can, and, and you get to hear some of the play calls too, so you kind of know what to look for. You can watch the game in a different way, which I really I, – because you, you're looking for the same thing the quarterback's looking for, and that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. How was the quarterback play? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of man. It, it is. I mean, it is what it is, but you know, it's it, it creates that opportunity. Like I said, for you know, then you go back to NFL Europe, and a lot of people pointed this out: Kurt Warner, Brad Johnson, Jake Delhomme. Right. I mean, we haven't had anything like that in fifteen or twenty years, and we talk about how it's hard to fill a roster three deep of quarterbacks in a thirty-two team league. Now, this this should help with that, and I think. Again, the, the the MO is to help guys get back to the National Football League. The second you start trying to compete with the National Football League or, You're done. or we're going to take down the USFL or something like that, I think that's where you kind of lose sight of, of what you are and, and your benefit and sort of your place. I, I do really think that if the two leagues could somehow come together just for one week and have XFL champion play the USFL champion and then – have a spring champion. I don't know what you want to call it. I think that would draw interest. Maybe. Maybe. It uh, sure would get my attention. Yeah. I mean, they'd have to play their seasons at the same time to start. But Yeah, I guess so. You know, I, it, And the rules are different. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But, I mean, it, and it was, it, like I said, I watched the game on Saturday afternoon. Saturday night, uh, I was watching the Elimination Chamber, which was awesome, by the way. Great event in Montreal. Great crowd. Now, great the main event. The, it was really the cool. main event. Supposedly was really good. Oh, it was awesome. It's one of the best matches I've seen in years. And who won? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Okay. Well, see, that was the thing. You knew he was going to win going in, but how? How did they set this up? How did they do this? And so, the, did somebody turn on somebody, or did nobody? Nah, there was no. Nah, it was just a good match. The Uso brothers. They, didn't yeah, help there was or interference. Anything? Yeah. Well, one in, one stepped in to keep Roman Reigns from hitting Sami Zayn with a chair. And then when Sammy went to hit Roman, Roman got out of the way and Sammy hit, I don't know if it was Jimmy or Jay. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> so is he now not a new so good I don't know. It's kind of left up. We'll, we'll have to watch out, Raw tonight. Find out tonight. <laughs> Our SmackDown on Friday. What were the other matches? Well, you had the men's and women's elimination chamber. Who won that? And then, um, Who let's won see. The I'm trying to remember now. I saw where somebody jumped off the top of the cage or something. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, who did win the men's elimination I'd have to look it up. Now. I can't women's? remember because I, I I was just kind of on. I was more focused on the last match than the. Uh, really? 
Well, I mean, it was it was on. I was you know talking so to my wife. And, does Does Roman Reigns go to WrestleMania now because of that? Oh, he already had a match at WrestleMania. Who's he wrestling at WrestleMania? Uh, Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this had no impact on that. Yeah. All, okay. No, no. Uh, um, Austin uh, Theory won the men's, and then I'm trying to remember who was it. Oscar that won the women's. Yeah, Oscar won the women's. Oscar. Yeah. This guy's name is Austin Theory. Yeah. Like I. Oh, he's a. He looks like a tool. Uh, uh, yeah. Is that kind of his gimmick? He's kind of a, a, a young, like he takes selfies of himself, and he's the uh, you know he's the young guy. And then and the who won the women? Guy, Oscar. O S K A. No A. A S U K A. A S. But she's been around. That's she's not new. Her name's Oscar. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be Asuka? I, I don't know. I, I don't speak Japanese. Well, that's not spelled. That's not Oscar. That's not how you spell that. I don't know. I don't. I don't speak Japanese. Okay. So she won. Yeah. So how many? How do they decide who's in the elimination chamber? Oh, there's all. There's a whole build up of that. The, okay. Over over the course of time, because there's six people in the event. So. Oh, there's six people in the cage. Yeah, they build it up over a little wow. while. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was really good. It's really good. So were those event. the only three matches? Uh, no, Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar, and uh, there were a Did couple he? more. Yeah, there were a couple more. They was, really let Brock Lesnar lose. Well, it was disqualification. Oh, well, let's they never get, make him lose. Let's right? not get carried away. He didn't get pinned. He never loses, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he's actually getting beat. Yeah, he he's been beat by Roman Reigns. Yeah, has he? That's how he got the belt. Okay. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good good little event. And who is Lady night. Frost? It's something says Lady Frost will not apologize for her WWE debut. Was she not in that Saturday? Maybe she wasn't in it. Yeah, she says she was in it. Lady Frost? Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe she wasn't in that event. Uh, oh, it was on Lady... It, she defeated... Uh, Oh, this is old. Okay, never mind. Okay. I don't know. It popped up on Google like it was a brand new story or something. <laughs> oh, I when I pulled up the Oscar. <laughs> I'm going to look and see if that's Maybe she was on NXT or something. I don't watch NXT. All right, we'll take a break. 478-646-ESPN. <laughs> Back with more right after this. 1147, Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. Phone lines open, 478-646-ESPN, wherever in the world of sports you want to go. Uh, so Georgia took two out of three over the weekend from the uh, Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Georgia Tech swept Miami of Ohio, and Georgia Southern took two out of three from the West Virginia Mountaineers in the opening weekend of baseball. Tech and Southern will play tomorrow night uh, at J.I. Clements. And then Georgia this weekend won't play a midweek game, but they'll host Princeton for four this weekend. They'll have a game on Friday, doubleheader on Saturday, and then wrap up the series on Sunday. So uh, off and running, not really a whole lot you can make out of the first weekend. I think my biggest takeaway of the three teams is do we have the same Georgia Tech team we saw last year? Uh, they won their first game 15-12. to 12. That was after they – remember they scored nine runs in the bottom of the first inning. Yep. And hung on to win it 15 to 12. Five to four was the score on Saturday, and then 16 to eight. So, again, we're seeing a team that can score a lot of runs, but they give up too many runs. Well, and didn't Rod say that that wasn't going to be the case this year? They were going to be more pitching based. And Well, I guess that was more of a hope that that wasn't yeah. going to be the case this Maybe. year. <laughs> so far, not so good. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, they, they lost the opener five to eight on Friday. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Say it again. Five to eight? No. Well, eight, eight to, to five. five. Whatever. Okay. Oh, okay. come on. Georgia scored five. Jacksonville okay. State scored okay. eight. Just never say the losing score first. But they were – well, that's how it was written. Okay. So I'm I mean, reading Your it. brain can, I'm reading can it figure how it's that written. out pretty quickly. I'm reading it how it's written. <laughs> if you get any complaints, contact georgiadogs.com. You sound like somebody who knows nothing about sports if you say somebody lost five to eight. <laughs> what do you call it when they hit the baseball over the wall? No. Hey, I did have an SID one time ask me about rebounds. And she said, now rebounds, that's when somebody shoots and misses it and somebody else grabs it? And I said, yeah, I'm going to start keeping on stats. Yep. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, Georgia more dominant on Saturday and Sunday, 10-3 to and 10-5. to uh, Your final there. So, And then, and then the Eagles <laughs> – had a chance for the uh, sweep yesterday, but uh, West Virginia pounded them pretty good with the uh, final thirteen to four. But Georgia Southern, exciting, excuse me, exciting game on Friday night, four to three, the final there, and then we were able to pick up the win six to two on Saturday. So college baseball off and running. Did you watch any of that this weekend? I did. Well, we went to a game. That's right. Saturday. You went to the Clemson game Saturday. Uh, we went to the game Saturday. I watched their game Sunday. I watched a couple other little games, a couple other games as well. So, um, yeah, I love college baseball. We went Saturday. It was awesome being in the park and nice, nice crowd, nice weather. Um, got a win, so that was good too. So it, it's college baseball is is so much fun and it's growing. It feels like. Um, I mean, a lot of big crowds at these games, especially in this part of the country. So it's it's a it's it's going to be a fun season for sure. I can't wait. Yep, yep, off and running. So, and again uh, tomorrow night, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, Tech and Southern. That's so right. The, what uh, a way to start the season. I, and that's my favorite thing about it. I think is the the interstate matchups that you get uh, throughout the season, and, and you play more games, so there's more opportunity. But like Georgia Southern. They'll play Georgia Tech tomorrow night. The following Tuesday, they'll play Mercer. Uh, then uh, the, the next Tuesday, they'll play Georgia, and that's a two-game set. They'll play one game in North Augusta and then the other game in uh, Statesboro on March the 8th. That's a Wednesday. They'll play Kennesaw State on the 14th. Then they'll be here in Macon on March 22nd. They go to Georgia on March the 29th. They go to Georgia Tech on April the 4th. Uh, Kennesaw State as well on April the 19th. So, I mean, everybody plays everybody. And, of course, Georgia State's in the conference, so they'll play Georgia State. Right. But, but everybody plays everybody, which is – It's awesome. It's great. I, I wish they could find a way to do that in basketball. I mean, I know – I mean, it is possible, but they do try to split it up. I mean, if you played all – if all these teams played each other in the non-conference, that might take up most of your non-conference schedule. But who cares? I just – it's more entertaining. And I think yep. – you know, we talk about the the interest in college basketball or the lack of interest in college basketball. Obviously, the first and foremost, Tech and Georgia need to win consistently. We've we've beat that dead horse. But man, wouldn't it help even if they you didn't have that if these teams played each other more often? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that it would help the interest in this state if because look, nothing against Jacksonville State, but. If Georgia and Georgia Tech played each other this past weekend, or Georgia and Georgia Southern, or Georgia and Georgia State, I mean, there would be more interest in it because the the casual fan knows what that is. They might not even know. Look, I mean, my God, how long? How many times did Bob Hoffman tell people that he had to walk around and tell everybody that we're hey we're Division One basketball just like Georgia and Tech? Right. Right. Yep. So. 
I mean, there are a lot of people might not know that Jacksonville State's a Division One baseball program. They might think it's FCS, it's like football. There is no FCS in baseball or basketball. So, I mean, people just don't know. So it, it would be better if they played each other. I, I'd love to see them play on the weekends. I know it's hard, and it and it eats up your pitching and all that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, wouldn't you rather watch Georgia Tech and Georgia Southern play a weekend series? Yeah. As and, opposed to a Tuesday, random and they're Tuesday doing night. That now, and, right. Which is great. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's really going to help grow the sport, too. They, they started that last year. They'll play one game in Athens, one game. Uh, at Georgia Tech, and then they'll the third game is going to be what is it? Cool today or Cool Ray? Whatever cool Ray. The, cool Ray. Cool. But wouldn't you wouldn't you like to see Georgia Southern do that with those teams too? Oh, I'd love it. How awesome would that be? Oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Instead of a random Tuesday night and yeah, yeah, I'd know? much rather watch Georgia Southern take on Tech or Georgia this past weekend than West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia's West Virginia, so that was still pretty cool, and they're a good team. So it was uh, some good baseball, but yeah, I'd much rather see the NC yeah. in-state teams play each other. Um, in the non-conference. And I, I don't know. Maybe one day it could get to that point. Maybe they'll do in basketball for Well, sure. it just seems like and it'd be easier on your travel, too. Right. And and I'm sure the kids wouldn't mind. I mean, I'd much rather, if I played for Georgia Southern, I'd much rather get on a bus and come to Macon than go, you know, to Miami of and, Ohio. And or, if, look, I mean, if you play, let's say Georgia played Georgia Southern this weekend mm-hmm. in Athens, three-game mm-hmm. series. Place would be packed. Well, hell, then play Jackson State, Jacksonville State on Tuesday night as opposed to on the weekend. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, it. Some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, it's it's it's. Uh, but you also got to figure out. You got to you got to get the schedules worked out. Georgia Southern probably would want a return date. Sure. You know, I mean, are you going to make that happen? And I think it's easier to do the home and away stuff in the midweek. Yeah. Because they'll play Georgia probably. for three, and it's not in a weekend series like it is with Tech, but one's in Statesboro, one's in Athens, one's in Augusta. So. So you can right. That probably makes it a little bit easier. You're right. Yeah, but uh, it, baseball season is here. It, it is. is. It's awesome, man. February the twentieth, the sun's shining, and you can uh, you can hear it right around the corner with the major league guys as well. We'll take a break for the top of the hour. Phone lines are open four seven eight six four six ESPN. When we come back, we'll talk a little Braves baseball. That and more as we continue on the midday sports zone right after this. It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Hour number two of the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you here. Bowl lines are open, 478-646-ESPN. Wherever you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. We got some little football talk coming up this hour. Uh, baseball as well. In fact, we'll start right there with the Atlanta Braves. There's an article on AJC.com uh, from Justin Toscano talking about uh, Kirby Yates. And he was making his way back from Tommy John, was able to come back a little bit last year, but obviously had the full offseason and a full spring training to prepare for this upcoming season. And um, 
basically the gist of the article is Kirby Yates is saying he feels like he can get back to that level he was at uh, before the injury. And that was a pretty high level uh, when he was with the, the Padres. In 2019, he had 41 saves with an ERA of 1.19. That was in uh, 60 appearances. Uh, and really, if you go back from the – he's a guy that kind of found himself later in his career. Uh, you know, he had, I guess you could say, kind of a, a, a broken – with the majors uh, and when he was 27 years old in 2014, but didn't really start to peak until he was uh, with the Padres and he got traded there from the angels. That was back in 2017. And that three-year run with San Diego was really good. And, and I say all this to say, you know, we know that uh, the, uh, the Braves are breaking in a new closer. Rossiel Iglesias, who they traded, traded for last year is in Kenley Jansen is out, which that with the pitch clock rules, I don't think that's a bad thing. But it does kind of create this domino effect of, well, Iglesias moves from the 8th to the ninth. so who takes over in the 8th, who takes over in the 7th, and you start to backload the pin a little bit. And the other thing, and some people have expressed concern about A.J. Minter because he's a guy that works slow. Right. And I think more uh, – obviously the new rules in baseball this year are going to have a huge impact on the game. I think the pitch clock could be the biggest impact, especially for guys like A.J. Minter – because he's going to have to completely change his approach. So if somebody like Kirby Yates can return to form, uh, that could be a huge, huge part of the puzzle for the Braves in 2023. Yeah, it really could. And it's isn't it interesting. We there's so many unknowns about these rules and how they're going to affect different guys. I was watching the college games yesterday, and they were saying you can only step off now one time per batter. Mm-hmm. And now you can still throw over as many times as you want to, but if you step off a second time, it's a ball. Yeah. And, you know, how many guys get kind of in the rhythm of stepping off and, and doing those kinds of things? Same thing with the pros. You're going to have to adjust to these new rules. Yeah, well, the returns on the uh, new rules, or at least from the people that I talked to this weekend, they loved it. I mean, the, the games, if you watch the college baseball games, because college baseball games have a tendency oh. to lag even more than major league baseball games. Especially the Tuesday night games. Oh, the midweek games can be brutal when you know you're going to have six or seven pitching changes. So that's where it could really help. Um, but it was it – was, the game flow was a lot better. you know, And, and I think the time – Everything kept everything around three hours, well, you know, and 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 yeah. with a baseball game, once you get past the three hour mark, it is it, it's starting to depending on the situation, right? It is starting to drag a little bit, and you know, the, you go back and you look at some of the times it took to play. You can go find box scores from the fifties and sixties where it was a six to four game. And they played it in two and a half hours, right? You know, so yep. the 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 flow of the games I think are going to be a lot better. However. Those guys like A.J. Minter that do like to step off to kind of reset themselves. And then you have a lot of pitchers are taught, you know, if, if you give up a couple of, you know, you give up a couple of hits and you got runners on second and, and first and there's nobody out to just kind of slow the game down. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. Nope. No, the, it's, it's, you know, they, 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 they do have the pitch clock now in college baseball. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, they're going too fast, you know, and they're going to have it in Major League Baseball now. Um, will they, will you notice well, it? I mean, all that stuff's, you know, throwing over. Well, I think, you know, I mean, all that stuff's going to make things different. I, you know, obviously the, the, the number of times you throw over to, to a base is, is big because that's ta a tangible thing that you can count. Right. But you know, with the pitch clock, I think what you're going to see, you know, I remember how, um, 
there were, oh, what was the stuff everybody was using to get the grip, like the frog grip or something, right. whatever, whatever that was. Yep. And so they started checking pitchers when they come off the mound. Well, they still do that, but you just don't even know no, it because they got so efficient with it. I have a feeling with the pitch clock, I, these umpires, I don't think they're going to be like down to the second. I think as long as the pitcher's staying in a good rhythm and not stepping off the back of the, the mound and, and taking a long walk, I, I think they're, they're gonna just going to give them some leeway. I think so. Well, I, I remember the first major league game I went to when they instituted the mound visits rule. And, you know, Ben and I went. It was the Phillies and the Braves. It was the first weekend of the season that year. And up on the scoreboard, it they had MV next to it. And I went, I mean, I've been looking at scoreboards my whole life. What the hell is MV? And Ben went, Dad, mound visits. I said, oh, yeah. You remember how that was going to be such a big thing? Mm-hmm. And now you don't even notice it. And, and these guys will adjust. They're the best in the world. Yeah. They'll adjust to it. It's, it just probably will take a little bit of time. Yeah. And, and I hate that you know, baseball's had to step in the way it is to enforce these rules. Um, and, and you wish the umpires would have the, – the whole time the umpires could have been telling guys to get on the mound and pitch or get back in the box, and they just didn't. Yep. So that's what brought all this about. And you just hope it – like you said, I know the rules are going to be different. There's going to be some things that you just can't unsee – but, like, the way it went this weekend in college baseball, when I'm watching these games, I, I it didn't notice it. And I hope I hope that's how it works. Yeah. I don't I don't want to sit there, you know, the first games of spring training, watching the game going, wow, well, this is different. You know, you just – you know the rules are there, but you just don't notice them. Yeah. It's – so far, so good. Um, you know, we'll see once they actually start playing games. But, again, you know, we've adjusted to the, the mound visits. We've adjusted to – the ghost runner, uh, you probably don't like it, but it's you, you'll adjust to it. And we'll get used to it. It's almost like I wish they do almost go to a point system where if you win the game in regular in, in nine innings, you get three points, and if you win it in extra, you get one. You know the the you remember the old CBA, the basketball. Mm-hmm. You got a point based on how many quarters you won. So you got you won a game, and you got four points, but if you won each quarter. You could get eight points. That's kind of what you're talking about. Well, just because the ghost runner is so stupid. It is stupid. What a dumb way to lose a baseball game. Yep. I mean, I, and, the, and what drives me nuts, you, you know, you know, you, there's a whole half inning of knowing you're gonna, your first guy is going to walk up into the batter's box with a runner on second and nobody out, and nobody moves the guy over to third. Right, nobody. Do you Bun think him over. Might, do you think that might change now? I hope so. Bun him over. Second and third, nobody out. Or man on second, nobody out. Bun him over. you got to get that run in. It drives me crazy. <laughs> you know, and the, the thing about the ghost runners, like I don't want I don't want a Major League Baseball game to last 18 innings. No. I don't. How about just play baseball to the twelfth inning? And if it goes beyond twelve, then we'll go ghost runner. Yeah, I'd rather the game end in a tie than have a ghost runner. Yeah, you I really would. You said that before. I, I mean, I, I just think it's silly. Like, just end the game in a tie. If if we if it's so important that we get out of here and don't play too much past nine innings, just end it after nine. Well, you didn't score. You know, you don't deserve. To. The Braves are one one and two to start the right. season. Oh, there'd be a lot of ties. <laughs> there would be a lot of ties. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, you know, I hope the rules help the game. I hope it doesn't hurt the game. Do you think maybe, like, 
eventually they'll be able to relax some of these rules. If we get to a certain point where the game starts to look more like it did when we grew up, that they'll say, okay, we can pull back. They might not say it publicly, but they can say, okay, we'll pull back a little bit. We'll, you can shift a little bit. We'll give you some time on the mound. Mm-hmm. You can throw over a couple of more times. But the game is so boring right now. Do you think they would do that, or do they just stick with it because they'll say it works? We got to stick with it. Uh, I'm, I don't know because they've I, got to start to teach ki- these young kids to play the game the right way again. Yeah, I, I, that's a really that's a really good question that I don't know the answer to. I, but I think it's gonna. I think it'll go like the checking the glove thing went. You know, we'll just stop paying attention. Where to it, it just yeah. you just don't know. It gets into a rhythm and a flow, and it's like. Like maybe the, the the umpires just let the pitchers work, and then if you notice the clock run down to zero, be like, "Hey man, that clock hit zero twice in that last half inning. You need to pick it up." Is it going to be like the NFL rule with the delay a game, where it hits zero and you go, "That's delay a game," and they don't ever call it I, because maybe. they got to look down and look up and then look back down, <laughs> and the ball's been snapped. Maybe zero is zero, <laughs> right? It, except in the NFL. Except in the NFL, that drives me crazy, man. <laughs> Oh mercy, but uh, and and uh, spring training games get underway. I think what this weekend, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So looking forward to that, so we can start to get a feel of what these rules are going to be like. We'll take a break. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is the number if you want to jump in here on the conversation. Uh, speaking of timing and rules changes, there's some proposals out there for college football. We'll get into that and more as we continue right after this. Twelve fourteen, Russ Brown, Daniel Shirley, back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. So, uh, talking some college football here, and uh, the phone lines are open too four seven eight six four six ESPN. If you want to get in here, um, so there are some proposed rule changes in college football to try to speed up the games, um, the average length. Of an FBS game uh, in 2022 was three hours and 21 minutes. And let's be honest, for TV purposes, they want to shave about 20 minutes off of that. They want to fit everything into a nice, neat three-hour window. Um, So there's a number of proposals to do that. Uh, One is that you can no longer call back-to-back timeouts when you're icing the kicker, which that's I don't think many people would have a problem with that. Another is no more untimed downs. If there's a defensive penalty – on the final play of a quarter, then you'll just you know that that next snap would come in the second quarter. You know, at I, least for the not the end of the game, but right, the, just for the end of the quarter. Right, right. If it's the end of a half or the end of a game, you'd have you'd still have your untimed down. Uh, the other is to c- keep the clock running after a first down, like they do in the NFL. Of course, in college, the clock stops until the ball is spotted for play. I think that would, I think that's enough right there because that, you're gonna shave a lot of time that you could get 20 minutes off of a game pretty easy by yep. doing that no doubt i think that one these other like the one the next one was don't stop the clock after an incompletion i don't like that yeah or I, or you as soon as the ball spotted the clock starts again i don't like that an incompletion should stop the clock yeah but I, the first down I, I mean the nfl does this and it works just fine yeah well and then the other thing that they want to do is limit the number of plays in a game. Yes. Because you're getting, you know, and you'll hear college coaches say, I want to run 100 plays a game. Uh, And with the playoff expansion coming, you know, you play 12 regular season. If you go to your conference championship game, 
that's 13. If you lose your conference championship game and make it to the finals, that's round of 12, round of eight, round of four, and then the champion. I mean, you're, you're talking a potential of maybe 16 or 17 games. So, you know, if, if you're going to start playing as many games as they do in the National Football League regular season, your rules should kind of reflect that, I would yeah, think, too. no doubt. I, I agree. Um, you should try to – and you shouldn't want a team running 100 plays in a game. Not if you're going to play 15, 16 games in a right. season. Well, and it goes back to a lot of – I mean, you can go back 10 years ago when Nick Saban was kind of – he was talking about this from a player safety angle. And, you know, I I don't know. I would think just almost in a very simplematic or simple sort of thought process, I mean, if you're running 30 fewer plays a game, there's less chance of an injury. You would think so. I mean, I just, it just—it seems like that would lower. It I seems mean, like that's common sense. You can't sure. eliminate the risk. There's always going to be a risk for injury in football, but right. Yeah, well, and, there's and a risk of injury in anything. Yeah, but if you've got one, you know, if you've got a team that's you know ultra tempo and they're running 90 plays a game, and the other team runs 72, that's a lot of plays. If all of a sudden you cut that down to 60 and 55, then you know that's a difference. Obviously, it would lower scoring as well. Um, well, there aren't this many plays in the NFL. I mean, we talk about. 60 plays in the NFL is a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of it is the, you know, there's not the up-tempo as much, uh, and the clock runs, you know, and look, when a, a guy runs out of bounds in the NFL, they get the ball over there, and they, the clock starts moving pretty yeah. quickly, and it's, and it's because it's a TV product. They want it, they want those one o'clock games to be done, so the 405 and 415 and 425 games can start on time. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's about. So, I, you know, as long as it's not – again, it's like we were talking about with with the baseball and college baseball had some new rules they implemented over this weekend that weren't – you just really didn't notice it. And I don't think – I mean, if you, if you did those three things where you couldn't call back-to-back timeouts, you didn't have untied downs at the end of a quarter, and the clock continued to run on a first down play, I, I, I think that's enough. And I do like the fact that they said except in the last two minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have different timing in the last so, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, so then that gives you a little bit of a – if you're trying to win the game in the last two minutes, that gives you a little bit of help, for sure. Yep. So, we'll, we'll see uh, what they do. I know I, – I mean, I've been a part of some games that, that took four hours. Um, the college football games are too long right now. Yeah. They're too long. And the halftime's longer than an NFL halftime. Well, that's what I wonder, too. Would they? I mean, I'm sure the band would freak out, but because uh, college is about 20 minutes, but they don't. it's not like the clock hits zero and boom, they start the clock. You know, they kind of wait for the field to clear a little bit, and then they start the clock. So it's pushing 25 minutes. NFL, it's 12. I mean, it's, 12. it's in and out. As soon as, the, as soon as that clock hits zero for the last play in the NFL game, they start the halftime clock, 12. And, you know, and you hear guys say, you don't really have time to – do a whole lot in halftime in the NFL. You go in, you grab a, a sandwich or a or a bar, um, you know, a, a nutrition bar or something. You eat it, and then it's time to go back out. So it, it is a the halftime is a is a much bigger deal than this, and I think a lot of people would care to believe. And we love the band. I mean, I love a college band. That's cool. That's a great deal. So you don't want to eliminate that, but there, you know, there are ways to find some seconds and minutes in a college game that could squeeze this in yeah no question about it no question about it and again just nothing it's nothing drastic it's just subtle things to to try to keep it and and i think too man it can it can help games be more competitive as well and and create 
you know, it's it's going to be hard to create parity in college athletics, but you know, a shorter game gives the underdog a better chance of winning. And the fewer plays you run, you know, the depth isn't going to be as important. I mean, it's still going to be important. Don't get me wrong, but you can do it with less depth, obviously, if if you're playing a quicker game. Yep. And you know, parity in college football, it's. I don't know. I don't. I, uh, it's weird that, that because on one hand, people would say might say you get tired of seeing the same teams win the championship every year. I don't, and it seems like there's been enough variety in the playoffs that it doesn't feel like the same four teams go to the playoffs every year. Like out of this group of five, two of them go to the playoffs every year, right? But it, but it, that changes as well. I mean, like TCU, nobody nobody predicted that this year. No, and I don't care. Look, if it's the best team, it's the best team. If the same best teams are, if the best teams are the same teams all the time, well then do something about it. You know, it's right. Weird. It's weird. Like in the NBA when it was the Warriors and the Cavs, there it, it, that got old and boring to me. But for some reason, Georgia and Alabama never gets old. Yeah, and I don't know why that is, but it's, I, I I I really don't know why that is. I didn't mind. I didn't mind Warriors and Cavs because they were the best team. But uh, it, it's a. It's 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 interesting how that plays out. If they're the best teams, they're the best teams. I don't care if it's the same team over and over and over, or same group of teams. But you're right. It's not it's not Georgia and Alabama every year. It might be Georgia, or it might be Alabama, or they might be you know might might play each other. Um, but it's it there it is a group of like ten teams where it's the same ones every year. I think that makes it a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, you're right about that. But it's I you know I feel good about the direction the sport's headed on some fronts, and then there's others that, that worry you a little bit. And every time we have these conversations, I'm going to say it again. I wish I could get the DeLorean, hop up to 2033, and just see what all this see looks what it like. Is, yeah, I think it's ultimately going to be positive. I really do. Um, you know, the movement towards employment is a little bit scary, and you know we talked at length with David Hell about that last Thursday. And it sounds like that is something that could happen. Does that take away an opportunity for an education? I, I, I would hope they could figure out a way to do both, maybe, or at least make it an option. Um, so I don't know. It's just it really, it's, it feels like we've had 100 years of college football and we're kind of in this transition that's setting up for what's going to be the next 100 years, like kind of a, like almost like a crossroads. Right. Yeah. It, it's, uh, there's, a, there's so much out there. Yep. You know, it's it's where we just feel like we're in this in the hurricane. It's changed a lot in you the know? last last yeah. two years, that's for sure. Last three years. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Let's go to Jeff in Savannah. Hey Jeff, how you doing? Hey guys. I um I'm here in the minimizing the the, the college football game and I'll uh make make my point of view and then hang up. So how about minimizing the uh, reviews? It seems like if um, if it takes them longer than like a minute, then they probably got it right on the field, wouldn't you think? Yeah, hey Jeff, appreciate the call. Great call. I, I I think I, there should be a time limit on the reviews. Well, there and there's also been talk about going to an NFL type challenge system to right. where I mean, if the turnovers get reviewed, the scoring plays get reviewed, anything outside of that before you hit that two minute window has to be a challenge from the coach. But I've always I. I'm, I, Jeff, I agree with you 100%. First of all, y'all know my take on this. I say get rid of replay. You're not a replay altogether. Right. But if you're going to have replay, you get two or three looks at it. 
And if you can't definitively see something different, the call stands. I mean, that's yep. the way it was supposed to work. It's not supposed to be this, oh, well, let me see it from this angle. Okay, well, let me see it from this angle. Okay, let back to the other angle. It. Okay, let me get it. Can right. you stop it right there? That's not what replay was supposed to be. Nope. Replay was supposed to overturn things that are egregious, and that's not what it does. It is a microscopic Oh, I mean, they spend too much time on it. Well, and just they, two or three looks, yes or no, and let's keep going. And and you just say, hey, the call is not confirmed, or the call is either confirmed or it's, it stays. Yeah. Right. If it's confirmed, then you got it right. If yeah. it stays, there's not enough to tell. Right. Then you can't change it. And the, the one that drives me crazy is, oh, well, we can take this angle and we can take this angle and we can surmise. That the ball got across. The- no, <laughs> you're not supposed to surmise. You're right. supposed to be able to see it or not see it. Right. And the other thing that that drives me crazy about the, and the reason they need to get rid of it is because officials now use it as a crutch. And I, and I'm not saying they're wrong to do that. But would you see a ball a ball a going ball. to the ground yep. and the ball comes out? They're gone. They're going to swallow their whistles because if they blow the whistle, you can't review it. So they're not doing the wrong thing. But that's not how that's supposed to work. There should, I, I really do think you get you get one minute tops to to make the the and if you can't see it in a minute, then you then it's you it stays on the field. And I love what the NFL has done that that speedier review mm-hmm. where they just barely look at. Okay, it's I mean they don't even talk to the guy on the field. Hey, or let him look at it. Hey, we saw it up here. It's good. Yeah. Go on. Go Dude, play. Move on. Keep the game moving. No doubt. Four seven eight six four six espn We got one on hold. Ken, hang in there with us. Back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. Twelve thirty one. Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. Four seven eight six four six espn is the number. Back to the phones we go. Ken is in Macon. What's up, killer? How you doing? Good. I want to tell you this. Since Stinson Bennett gone because Ty Monkey gone and a lot of the players gone, I got a feeling it's going to be one team on the side and they got a great coach that's going to come in and take it all. That's Tennessee Volunteers. I just think what's going to happen. I don't know, Killer. I I, I mean, Tennessee, they had a really good season, but – I had lost to South Carolina towards the end of the year, and they had some stuff going on in the locker room. And and I just – I'm going to have to see Josh Heupel's offense have success against that Georgia defense before I'm ready to say that because they could not move the ball against UGA. But I got a feeling they're going to – they on the sideline, they just waiting to come on the credit. And they, they showed a little piece, but they got a great coach, and that, I think – He's going to be the difference in bringing that team together, Josh Hopper. But, I mean, I love Georgia, but I just got a feeling that Tennessee is going to be on the rise in the future. I just believe it. I mean, I can't help saying. Are you just – are you just – are you talking about overall or just in the SEC East? The whole thing. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, look, Hypo's done a tremendous job. There's no doubt. And when you look at Georgia's schedule next year, that game at Knoxville jumps out compared to the other eleven. But I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, Killer. Appreciate the phone call. I, I mean, if I had to say, if I had to pick a team out there to watch out for in the future, moving forward, I'm, I'm not even sure Tennessee's on my short list. I mean, LSU's on that list. Alabama's on that list. Alabama's always going to be on that list, right? Yeah. 
Um, you know, I you look at what Ohio State's offense was able to do against Georgia in the Peach Bowl. I I think the next time those two play, it gives the Buckeyes a fighting chance. Um, but I just I. I don't know, man. I, 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 what Josh Heupel does. I mean, Georgia can defend that run straight up, like with even numbers in the box, and I think that's what's all. You remember, it, it's a lot like when so when Chip Kelly was at Oregon. You remember those offenses, and they just oh, go yeah. score a bajillion points, but then they play Stanford, and they were good games, and they might win or lose, but it'd be like sixteen to thirteen. It was because Stanford could or Sam, Stanford could line up man-to-man in the box, win those one-on-one battles, and stop Oregon's run game. They didn't have to commit an extra defender to stop the run. And that's kind of – I mean, I know that's kind of an oversimplification, but that's kind of how that Tennessee offense works. And if they can't run on an even box, that it, it kind of bogs down. It slows everything down for sure. I, I don't think – look, it's hard for me to say Tennessee whipped my team. In the bowl game. Oh, so they're good. They're good. Yeah. But I, they're not – I mean, right now Clemson's not on Georgia's level. Um, I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to do that against Georgia. Like, if they – when they play this this fall, I don't think the diff, I don't think the result is going to be any different than it was this past year. Yeah. Well, and you have to – you have to kind of to take the next step from very good to an elite team that can compete for national championships, the the South Carolina games have to stop happening. Right. Like we, like we saw that with Georgia in 2018, and ironically enough, the same team. That has stopped. That doesn't happen with Georgia anymore. Yep. Or at least they win that game now. It was Missouri this year. They they win that game. They don't – They don't. right. They find what – you're always going to have a game or two where you look like crap. Can you still win the game? Georgia has found a way to still win those games. Tennessee can't let that happen. I mean, because they were in the hunt. If they don't lose that game, are they in the playoff? There's a pretty good chance. Yeah. Think about that. No, they were close. Yeah. I mean, 12-team playoff, they're in. They're, that's not even a debate. Right, 12-team, right, they're in. I mean, that's that's they're probably a five or six seed. Right. I, even I, with that loss to South Carolina. Yeah. But, but without that loss to South Carolina, they would have been in a four-team playoff. Well, and, and, you know, that's something else, I guess, another rabbit hole we could go down. Are those losses – obviously, the, the, the schedule is going to be more forgivable where you do have room for a loss like that because, like, the Georgia team in 2018 would have been a shoe-in for the 12-team playoff even with that loss. So, you know, that I guess you can get one of those, so maybe that won't matter as much. But I just – I'm sorry. I, I To see that – the way they lost that game to South Carolina tells me that I, – I mean – I, I'm not ready to put Tennessee in that conversation just yet. Right. No, I don't think so either. It's, you know, they 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 have improved under Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel has done a great job in two years. He's not ready for that. And I thought Carson Beck was going to be the savior anyway. So I, I'm right? not sure how you save a team that's well, won back-to-back I mean, titles. You know, so. I don't know. <laughs> but apparently if they're going to fall this far off, maybe Carson Beck's not the guy. Yeah. Just looking at, at Tennessee's schedule, um, they'll go to Alabama. Uh, they go to Kentucky. We'll see. I I think I, – I don't know about Kentucky. I, they've got – what's-his-face came back as the offensive coordinator. That Liam might help. Liam Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. That might help. Um, and they get Georgia at home. It's a favorable schedule. I mean, they, how tough is Florida going to be? Nah. But home against Virginia, home against Austin P at Florida, home against Texas San Antonio, 
They get South Carolina at home. They get Texas A&M at home. They do have to go to Alabama. Then it's at Kentucky, home against UConn, at Missouri, home against Georgia, home against Vanderbilt. I mean, that screams 10-2 and two to me. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I don't, I don't trust I, – I think they're going to have – a like they can't keep getting better every year record-wise. At some point, you are, you're what Georgia is. Yeah. But I, I don't think that Tennessee is going to take that next step to where they can start challenge, challenging Georgia. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I, they've done enough for me to say on the 2023 schedule that's Georgia's toughest opponent. I think so. I mean, I don't even think that's really debatable. And we really didn't debatable. say that last year. No. So, I, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but that's a – we saw that with Georgia for how many years? For, like, the last 10 years, it was like they're really good. But, you know, when you fall back to an 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three season, you know, after a top-five finish, that's – you got to get there and stay there. And that's what Georgia's been able to do. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Let's go to Greg in Brunswick. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Hey, buddy. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. I – uh, well, you know, I, I sort of signed on late today, but uh, talking about new rules for baseball, for one thing. Well, you know, uh, and to me, baseball is the most purest sport in the world. Mm-hmm. It really upsets me when they keep changing the rules. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, so I, I, uh, I was looking at, okay, so like, imagine like in basketball, you have the 24-second clock in the NBA, but 30-second clock in the, so, and then you get, okay, so what are we going to have? We're going to have three or four uh, uh, clocks behind the plate back there, like <laughs> eight, eight seconds for this, and, you know, you got so many seconds for this. How many, how many of those are going to be behind the behind the, <laughs> behind yeah. the plate? Hey, <laughs> hey, Greg, we appreciate the phone call. I, actually, I mean, there's there's been a clock. This It's, it's not really new, per se, um, there's a, it's out it, it, at Truist Park. It's out beyond the center field wall, and it re- mostly counts down the minutes between innings, right? So that the umpire can have the batter in the box ready to go when that clock hits zero, and TV or radio come back from commercial. So they'll use that. Um, but again, I don't know. Like I, I don't know that it's going to be to the second. I mean, if, if if the pitch clock's 25 and the guy's pitching it every 27 seconds, and I'm the umpire, I'm not going to enforce I'm going to enforce it like the speed limit you know what I mean like if it's a 25 second clock and you're getting a pitch off within 30 seconds I'm not going to worry about it if you're taking 40 we're, we're going to have a conversation well and are you a repeat abuser too yeah and you I, know if you if you pitch all game and you have one pitch where you don't hit the clock we're not going to penalize you but it's constant yeah then you're going to get penalized so I, it's just unknown. We're going to have to watch. I mean, it may be a strict thing where the clock hits zero, but aren't you going to have to stop the game to call a ball? Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I no doubt. I'm just it's it's you know baseball is the one sport that's never had a clock, and then now I mean it's kind of had one like like I said with the countdown coming back from break. They've kind of had that, but now it's full on, and. uh Silly me, I'm just kicking myself for not paying a little bit closer attention to the minor leagues last year to really have a good feel for how all this is going to work. Yeah. I just, uh, like I said, like with the college game, the college game, they did some things to speed up games, and over the weekend you really wouldn't notice it if you were watching the game. And I hope I hope that's how this works. Other I mean, than it felt like everything flowed really, really yeah. well. I mean, you're going to notice the bigger bases. You can't help but notice that. 
I don't think they're actually going to have lines on the field for where the fielders need to line up. So I don't hope not. I think that's all imaginary. Uh, I can't wait to see these bases. Cause they look like pizza boxes. Yeah. Have you have you seen the pictures on the? I've seen some of them, but I think some of them like like the angle might be off or weird or something. Yeah. So I've, I I got to see them what they just look like on the field. Yeah, I think that's gonna uh, that's gonna be inevitable, and that to me that's gonna look goofy. I mean, where's the clown nose in center field? Uh, you know, it's yeah. just that. But, but and again, they say that's for player safety, so we'll we'll see. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Back with more right after this. Twelve forty six. Russ and Daniel back with you here. Midday Sports Zone. Phone lines are open. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. If you want to jump in here, as we're wrapping it up on this Monday, there's an article in the Athletic for the talking about the biggest needs for every NFL team. We'll probably save that till tomorrow, as uh, we didn't quite get to that one today. But just a figure we, we can, yeah, there's have a, a little there. conversation about the sure. old Falcons tomorrow at noon. It's the NBA All Star break, so no Hawks tonight. Uh, Georgia basketball back in action tomorrow night. Uh, so not a whole lot on the old docket this evening. A little slow this week, right? Yeah, yeah well, we got wrestling. We got so. Monday Night Raw. Yes, sir. You going to watch? Is it still Raw as war or is it just Raw? It's just Raw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. I probably won't watch. I got some other stuff to watch. So. Well, I started watching um, – by the way, I, I made a decision. This is always – it's binge season for me. So, like, between the end of football and the start of the Braves, like, this is when I'll watch stuff on Netflix or whatever. This year, for whatever reason, I decided to binge WrestleMania. So, I can now say I've seen every WrestleMania ever. Uh, but I've reached the end of that. So, I started watching Squid Games. Now, I know I'm late oh. to the party on this over the weekend. So, I might jump into that a little bit. Yeah, I'm not watching too. that. It's different. It's I don't know. I just wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah. I, and it's only nine episodes, and I'm three deep now. So, I might as well finish it. They, they, I'm telling you, this – this full swing PGA yeah. documentary is really well done. I need to check that out. Really, really. I finished it uh, yesterday morning. Um, watched, I think there's nine episodes, eight episodes. I watched them all within like four days. Are um, they, how long are they? Are they an hour, 30 minutes? 45. 45, that's not bad. Yeah, and then, I mean, and that's like, you know, three minutes on the at the start with a promo of what happened in the last episode. And then like at the end, like five, three minutes of credits. So mm-hmm. it's really like. 39 minutes. Okay. Like so it's it's really well done. Yeah, I've heard and a lot of positive about that. Watching the Bill Russell documentary now. Uh, there's two episodes. I finished the first one last night. And there's a tennis documentary too, like the golf one, where they're following tennis guys around. So I might might dig into that one as well. And this is all of the success of the Formula One thing yes, they did, right? This is based off the Formula One. So, um, And it's not chronological like – it's different. Like one episode's about JT and and Jordan Spieth. One episode's about um, uh, Tony Finau and 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 uh, Colin Morikawa. One episode's about a couple of rookies. Um, so there's different themes of each episode, um, and it kind of jumps around. And it's pretty good. It, it I enjoyed it. My only issue was like the first four episodes. They kept explaining what the cut was in golf. Well, if you've done it once, you don't have to keep doing it like every episode. Yeah, it's not really a complicated concept. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they, they would say, oh, in this thing in golf, they have this thing where after the two rounds, you only the certain players make it. And if you didn't make it, then you don't get paid. Like, you don't have to keep explaining that. We got it. But other than that, it, I thought it was really, really well done. 
I've en- I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I I will. Uh, yeah, I I think I might have to get a tug on that. Maybe maybe tomorrow night. Maybe maybe this evening before it's pretty good. We're all gets going, and it's you know, and there's some of the live stuff in there, um, you know, kind of explaining like one episode's about Ian Poulter, or part of the episode's about him. That one was fast for me because I skipped right through all that stuff with him. In it. Uh, there's a lot of DJ stuff in there, a lot of Brooks Kepka stuff. Oh, they're which, they're playing this weekend. Are they? Yeah, at Mayacoba. I wouldn't know. At the El Chameleon Golf Course in Mexico. There you go. Looks nice. There'll be plenty of room for dozens and dozens to enjoy. Yeah. Did Did you even try to watch it last no. year? I haven't watched a second of it. Man, you should. It's It's funny. It's entertaining. I have no interest. I you know. It's yeah. got about a five to ten minute shelf life because of the hyperbole, man. Yeah. I love. They are as good as WWE announcers. Well, now they've got David Faraday involved with it, and I can he's imagine. Good. I he's, like him. He's he likes him himself. He likes himself so. Um, I, I, you know, again, I know I haven't watched it and I guess I shouldn't say I don't like it because I haven't watched it, but I have no interest in watching it. Well, it looks like they're playing a lot more this year, maybe every other week. Is that right? Yeah. But it's like, I have no interest in other stuff. I have no interest in the bachelor. I've never watched the bachelor. I know it's stupid, but I've never watched it. Yeah. That stuff can't be real. Right. Right. So I, I just some stuff I just have no interest in. Yeah, I just get a kick because I watch a lot of reality TV. And it's people don't say it as much, but people will be like, you know that stuff's scripted, right? I was like, well, yeah, you know the movies you watch are scripted, right? Right. <laughs> the TV shows you watch are, I mean, the Friends, what they weren't really Friends. <laughs> That's right. Mayberry was not a real town. No, it's not. <laughs> so, God. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, yeah, it's uh, I, uh, I, a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of good sports TV. I really enjoy the documentaries. I do. And, I, you know, with ESPN Plus, they have all the 30 for 30s. I thought about going back and revisiting some of the better ones or maybe watching the, the Jordan documentary all over again. That was fantastic. You know, that was that was actually, like, the perfect time for that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, if that would have come out now, it still would be good, and you still watch it. But we couldn't do anything else then. Well, you know, we they, were kind of all trapped at home. But the, you know, another thing about that though that I really wished, I like, I, like, like you said, we were trapped at home. The timing was perfect. They actually added episodes to make it longer because right. of that. But you know, they did one on Tom Brady that really didn't gain any traction, and they did one on Derek Jeter that didn't really gain any traction. I the wish, Derek Jeter one was good. I wish Michael Jordan's had, had you know hadn't been in that scenario, so we can kind of compare and contrast a little bit. Because what it to see what to it see, really was. Because because to me like the older we get, you know, he turned sixty on Friday. Yep. He was he was at Daytona yesterday. Uh, that was cool to see. Derek Jeter was hanging out with him. In was fact. he? But um, you know, the further we get down the road, it's like, I mean, he was just he was a legend. I mean, there's never you know, we were talking about Tiger Woods and the way he moved the needle. You know, in in a lot of ways, Jordan started all of that. Oh, well, yeah, it's he like, was the, yeah. These guys are on such a high level. You don't compare them to other basketball players or other golfers. You compare them to each other. Like, you know, Babe Ruth would have been the first way back in the day with Major League Baseball and, and being like a national phenomenon. Yep. And now they've got a movie coming out about how Jordan ended up with Nike. Have you seen that? Yes. The the, the Ben Affleck and, yeah, and Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. I'm I'll, going to see that. Yeah, those sure. guys make really good movies. I I would be a little bit leery. Of a, of a sports movie like that with fix, with uh, uh, fictional characters, but those two make really, really, really good movies. 
So, but I, you know, the 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 Jordan show, I loved it, obviously. Um, but also, again, it was a little different because of the timing we were in. I, I would still watch it all now, but I mean, heck, hell, we came in here and broke it down. Yeah, because we didn't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, you know, so it was just it was smart on their end to move it up to fill that void. Um, but the Derek Jeter one was really good. I was impressed by that. It was, you know, it wasn't, I didn't watch the Brady one. I tried to watch the Brady one with him and, um, oh, uh, the, the, the rate, the Michigan Raiders safety. Oh, Charles Woods. Charles Woods. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I, I tried to watch that one where they talked about the tuck rule mm-hmm. and it was like, it was so contrived and it was, they're standing there playing pool and they've got Raiders pool balls and, and, and Patriots pool balls and it's like this is so forced and contrived and it's like everything almost in his career is kind of like that Brady you know the, the out, not the off the field stuff the mm-hmm. on the field stuff he's yeah is what he is but and I just imagine that's what he's going to be like on oh in the booth the oh yeah I'm not looking forward to that at all but anyway we're out of time thanks for listening as always hope everybody had a great weekend looking forward to a big week in sports here as uh, we've got College basketball, college baseball, the Hawks will get back underway here pretty soon as well, and we'll continue to look ahead to the NFL draft and free agency, which that free agency is about a it's month away up. now. Yep. So it's going to get hot and heavy here pretty soon, and the Falcons are going to be right in the thick of it, of course. Thank you for listening, as always. For Daniel, I'm Russ. We'll do it again tomorrow. Y'all have a good one.